You're listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy listening to the podcast and connect with us online at TahlequahUMC.org. May you be blessed by the hearing and reading of Scripture and the meditation on the Word. Have a good day. Will you pray with me? Loving God, with all that we have and all that we are, we come to you in this moment. And my prayer is that as we read, reflect, and respond to your word, that we may be doers of this word, doers of love, doers of mercy, doers of justice, doers of grace. And we know that we need you to lead us and guide us to do these things. So Lord, open us up to you in this time and space. May we hear what it is you need us to hear today so that we can be doers of your word. Holy Spirit, come and fill our hearts with you. And all of God's people say, Amen. So, the letter of James, in all honesty, is one of my favorite letters of the New Testament. It's one of my favorite things I like to read, and, and it's kind of counterintuitive for a Protestant or um, people to really like the book of James. Actually, so much so that the book of James was one of those books that was on the cusp of being left out of the canon. It was one of those books that as, as you read through it and, and go through it, you notice that it's not like Paul. Paul spends a lot of his time on justi- justification of faith through faith, and that our sa- salvation comes through faith. And, and, and James spends a little bit of time on the complete opposite. Now, we keep that in mind because James is really about doing the work and doing and being a faithful follower of Jesus. And yet, in the book of James, we can find some wisdom that will help us live out our faith in our daily lives. And yes, there are some struggles with, you know, how much do we need to do and how much do we need to have faith. And I I think we hold those in the tension because I think you need both. I think far too often, sometimes we go on one side or the other, but we, we, we really need both. And even though Martin Luther called this the epistle of straw, I like what John Wesley had to say about it. He directed the hearers of James to be more fully instructed in outward holiness. Without it, no one can see the Lord. Wesley saw faith in it. And if we need someone a little bit more modern, a little bit more new to, to listen to, to how to, to discern the book of James, this epistle of wisdom, we can listen to Dr. Nancy Pittman, the president of Phillips Theological Seminary, who wrote on the book of James in the Chalice New Testament book. And, and she has this great line. She says, To recognize that the letter consists of short essays on a variety of topics and to read the letter of James concerning the matter of faith of works on its own terms. So if we let James be James, 
and let Paul be Paul, we can learn something from him after all, right? And I think far too often when we see the book of James, we, 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 we come across it and, it and it seems a little bit rough or a little bit hard or, or sometimes it speaks true to us and we're like, oh no, not, not that one. Don't say that to me. So before we spend too much time on the introduction, let's dive into the reading for today. James chapter 1, verses 17 through 27. Listen to these words. Every good gift, every perfect gift, comes from above. These gifts come down from the Father, the creator of heavenly lights, in whose character there is no change at all. He chooses to give us birth by his true word, and here is the result. We are like the first crop of the harvest of everything he created. Know this, my dear brothers and sisters. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to grow angry. This is because an angry person doesn't produce God's righteousness. Therefore, with humility, set aside all moral filth and growth of wickedness and welcome the word planted deep inside you, the very word that is able to save you. You must be doers of the word and not only hearers who mislead themselves. Those who hear but don't do the word are like those who look at their faces in a mirror. They look at themselves and walk away and immediately forget what they were like. But there are those who study the perfect law, the law of freedom, and continue to do it. They do it listening, and they forget, but they put into practice in their lives. They will be blessed in whatever they do. If those who claim devotion to God don't control what they say, they mislead themselves. Their devotion is worthless. True devotion, the kind that is pure and faithful, faultless before God the Father, is this. To care for the orphans and widows and their difficulties, and to keep the world from contaminating us. This is the scripture of faith for the people of faith. Thanks be to God. Amen. We are called to be doers of the word. Jesus modeled it, didn't he? Jesus didn't just give us sermon after sermon and, and didn't spend all the time on the Sermon on the Mount and, and just say, all right, learn these things, memorize these things. Jesus encouraged us to do in our faith, our faith, we have allowed ourselves to become listeners of the word and not doers of the word. Far too often we say that, oh, I'm a follower of Jesus, but you do nothing. Reading the Bible is a small, minuscule part. Attending worship is a small part. But to be a doer of the word is to be like Jesus. We're called to go out into the world and care for one another, to love one another is to do the word. It's not just sit back and receive and consume. We should not be just consumers of the word, but we should be doers of the word. So how do we be a doer of the word? 
It's something we've wrestled with for years. Because, yes, we need to have faith, and, and it's that faith that propels you to do. To have faith in Jesus propels you to do. Look at the disciples. They had strong faith in Jesus, and they did. Even in the face of social criticism, even in the face of religious rejection, even in the face of being told that's not how we've always done it, even in the face of saying, what, feeding people with five loaves and two fishes? We can't do that. They did it because they had faith. But far too often in the church, we just check our boxes and we become complacent. We say, I did this, or I did that, or I'm done doing this, or I'm done doing that. But I'm here to tell you, you're not done yet. God can still use you. God is still trying to use you, whether you realize that or not. We are called by faith to be doers of the word. And that's challenging, isn't it? Because it calls for us to look, I love how James uses the mirror in this, look at ourselves and ask ourselves, are we doing the word or are we complacent with our faith? To be a doer of the word puts us in awkward places. It challenges us to live more fully and faithfully. It challenges us not to sit idly by and allow things to, to occur, it challenges us to be open to new things. We are called to be doers of the word. Now, I want you to do this for me. I want you to write this down. If you have pen and paper, do this wherever you're at, whether you're here with us or watching online. I want you to write this down. Luke one thirty seven says, Nothing is impossible for God. I'm going to write, I'm going to have you, I'm going to read that again. Luke 1.37, nothing is impossible for God. That does away with any excuse you may have on why you can't do something. Because God can work on you and work through you. God will use you to be what God needs to be in that moment. And sometimes we sell ourselves short. Sometimes we, we say that we don't have what it takes, even though God is calling at us, gnawing at us, begging us into doing. We allow ourselves to get in the way. We put barriers in front of it. God, you know, if, if you read the Bible, God knocks down those barriers. And God's going to keep coming at you. Think of Moses. Think of even Jesus when he's praying in, the, praying in the garden of Gethsemane. Lord, I don't want to do this. Okay, I'll do it. We're called to surrender. But in order for us to be doers of the word, I, I have this little thing where, I, where we should be, go, and do. We should be, go, and do to be doers of the word. You've got to be you, Right? In order for the Word to become flesh, you have to show the world what your faith looks like. And sometimes we do a good job of that, right? We show them what love looks like. And then sometimes we have those moments, like James was talking about in, earlier in the reading, where our mouths get in the way, or we get angry, and we don't slow down and stop and listen and take a deep breath 
But in order for us to do the word, we have to be ourselves. But we also have to be available. We have to make ourselves available and, and not just say, I'm going to wait for God to come and use me. Remember that, song, that hymn we sing quite a bit? I'm going to live so God can use me. You have to make yourself available to that. You have to have a mindset that every opportunity, every interaction with someone is an opportunity to share the gospel. Now, that doesn't mean you have to say, hey, if you were going to die tonight, do you know where you'd go? I, I would actually discourage you from saying that. But what I'd encourage you to say is, how are you doing? What can I do for you? You know, Shannon was talking about eating all these cookies just a little while ago. She never once offered her senior pastor a single cookie. Robert didn't get one either. We could have helped you in that. We've got to be available. We've got to make ourselves available. We've got to be like Christ. And that's where, to me, studying the scriptures is important. That's where, for me, gathering together in our Sunday school classes and our small groups and, and those things matter because that's how we learn to be like Christ. It equips us to go out into the world to be available and for you to be you who God created you to be. But we have to go. We have to go and live like Christ. We can't just sit here and be comfortable on Sunday mornings and just leave it in the pews or on our couches or wherever else we're watching this. We have to go and live and love like Christ. And far too often we turn it off once we're out the door in our cars. We have to go where Christ is calling you. And how do you figure that out? I, I always say, you know that thing that gnaws at you the most? That's how you know Christ is calling you. It's that thing that's gnawing at you and that thing that says you need to do this and you probably put up all the barriers that you can because you're so afraid of what that may lead you to do. But go where Christ is calling you and surrender those barriers and boundaries and go. Jesus doesn't just, you know, when, when he's done with his ministry, he's not sitting there and saying, all right, guys, We've had a good run. We did three good years. Now let's just sit here and wait. He says, go. Go into the world and make disciples. I think that's important for us to be doers of the world. We have to go and do. Do what you can with who you are. I obviously cannot run a marathon today. I have no desire to run a marathon in the future. But I'll do what I can to serve the Lord. Now, if God calls me and says, Matt, I'd really like for you to run a marathon, I'd, I'd like to have a talk with God and say maybe we should reconsider this. But if that's what the Lord wills, then I'll attempt it. And those of you that know my running abilities know that the, I will fail miserably, but I'll do my best. Because that is what we should do, right? Whatever it is we are called to do, do what you can with who you are. You know, I, I love watching, I, we went and watched Laura's first uh, cross-country meet last Thursday. And it's really fun to watch, you know, the fast kids are the fun kids to watch. You know, they finish fast and they're running hard. It's those kids who are in minute 20, minute 25, Minute 28, they're the bravest kids in the meet. They're the bravest kids in the meet because they're giving all that they can, even though they're not the fastest, they're giving their best. 
And even though they may not, shouldn't be running out there, they're running because they want to finish. And don't you want to finish your race well? Don't you want to do what you can with who you are? And we can do that by practicing the platinum rule. And if you remember what the platinum rule is, the platinum rule is to do unto others how they would like done to them. And the only way that you get to know how they would like done to them is you've got to get to know them. You've got to know what makes them tick. You've got to love them, right? We've got to do what the Lord requires of you. To do justice. To love mercy. And to walk humbly with God. So if we be, go, and do, we become doers of the word, and people will know that we are followers of Jesus. And it's not that hard. You just have to be, go, and do. And you know what? If you look around, you're not alone. There are people with you. God is with you in every step and every breath that we take. James's words, we must be doers of the word, not only hearers, challenges us not to sit down and say we're done, but challenges us to say, here I am, Lord, send me. But we have to do it in love. And I think that that's where we get tripped up at. So don't be afraid to be, go, and do. Let us pray. God, help us be, go, and do. Help us be kind to one another. Help us be kind in all of our speaking. Help us be kind in all of our circles. Help us be kind in every step and every breath that we take that we might be doers of the word and not just consumers. Lord, be with us. Go with us. And do with us. All in your honor and glory. It's in your name we gather and your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We hope you have a good week, and we ask that you connect with us online at TahlequahUMC.org. Thank you, and have a good day.